Hello everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill, and welcome to Plain Market Talk, where I will provide a straightforward interpretation and analysis of current market news based on my background as a retired Wall Street stockbroker with almost 50 years of experience. And I will also provide business lessons to help you become much more successful with your personal finance, trading, and investments. So let's get started. Hey, once Bill Thompson, T-Bill. Welcome to Plain Market Talk. Today is Thursday, June 8, 2023. Okay, it's 4.18 in the afternoon Eastern Time. Markets are slightly up today. Actually having a very good year. I'll talk about that. Uh, we had uh, Apple released its uh, long-awaited headset. Talk about that a little bit. Uh, Carvana, or Carvana, I don't even know how you say it, but anyway, the used car online buying company. Their stock was up 56% today. See what's going on there. Got some upcoming uh, things the markets are looking at for next week. Uh, and I'm going to continue on today talking about zero coupon bonds. Okay. So right now, let's see. Markets uh, just closed a little bit ago. We got the Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 0.50 for the day. S&P 500 up 0.62%. NASDAQ Composite up 1.02%. Yeah, the markets are hitting their highest levels since August of last year. Uh, now, the Dow Jones Industrial Average actually isn't up too much year-to-date, 1.56%. But remember, that's only 30 stocks. I'd have to see. It's probably getting dragged down by one or two. But anyway, the uh, Standard & Poor's 500 index, though, yeah, that, that's up quite a bit year-to-date, uh, up over 11% so far in 2023. And the NASDAQ Composite has uh, more technology stocks in. It's up uh, over 26%. So... So far, so good. Uh, but yeah, the market's in a little bit of a holding pattern right now. What they're looking at is next week. Uh, we got two big inflation reports coming out. Consumer price index on Tuesday. That looks at things from the buyer's standpoint. And the producer's price index looks at things from the seller's standpoint. Comes out on Wednesday. Both reports 8.30 in the morning Eastern time. And then we have the Federal Reserve. Uh, has its two-day Federal Open Market Committee meeting next week, Tuesday and Wednesday. And on Wednesday, 2 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern Time, the Federal Reserve will issue its policy statement. So we'll look at that in the next session. Uh, so the Federal Reserve will have time to look at these inflation reports. The anticipation from the market is that the Federal Reserve will, will pause now on raising interest rates. It's been doing so for the last uh, quite a while now to try to slow the economy down, bring inflation down. Uh, so we'll see. Unless we get a, a real surprise on in those inflation reports, the general feeling with the market is Federal Reserve will not increase interest rates next week. But depending on those inflation reports, uh, as well as other data that may come in, it, it could. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Okay, Apple. Um, yeah, on Monday, they did release their uh, long-awaited headset. They call it Vision Pro couple of things surprised everybody. First of all, it turned out to not be a virtual reality headset uh, like uh, Facebook Meta's got with their Quest 2 and upcoming Quest 3. Turns out it was a augmented reality headset. Uh, so what's the difference for those that are not familiar? Uh, virtual reality is when you put the headset on and you're surrounded, you're in a different world. You could be like anywhere. You could be on Mars. Uh, but that's virtual reality. What augmented reality is... You put a device on, headset, glasses, whatever it might be, and you still see the real world in front of you and around you, except now you're seeing things projected from your view, like up in the air. 
You know, if you ever seen a Marvel movie with Tony Stark, Iron Man, you know, he's got all that stuff floating in the air that he's working on. It's kind of like that. So Apple's device is more augmented reality. So I'm sure, you know, Facebook, Meta, whatever you want to call them, had a sigh of relief because uh, Mark Zuckerberg announced the other day they're bringing out their uh, Quest 3. Most likely it's going to be October. Uh, that's a virtual reality headset. So Apple's not really competing. It's more augmented reality. Now, the other thing is that the price. You know, I mentioned the, uh, the other day we were hearing like maybe $3,000. And I mentioned I thought that might be kind of high, uh, that it may not be coming in that much. No, it came in at $3,499, $3,500. So, you, you know, it, it obviously Apple's, you know, understanding, I'm sure that's going to be a more limited market versus, you know, Meta announced their Quest 3 is going to be starting at $499. Uh, but they're not really the same product. Uh, I have a Quest. I have a, a Quest 2. That is more a consumer recreation device where it looks like the Apple is more, it does have recreation aspects. They got to deal with Disney Plus. Uh, but it looks like it's a lot more productivity, uh, business use, whatever it might be. Uh, they're going to start uh, delivering them, they said, next year. Uh, and from what I was reading, Apple's looking to sell maybe 900,000 units in the first year. So not like fairly small compared to their other products. And I'm sure they're probably looking at this. They, uh, What is the demand? Uh, they got to get still the mass production uh, fired up. Apparently, from what I was reading, they haven't even started producing them yet. Uh, I'm sure there'll be more refinements. So yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see uh, how much of a success it may or may not be. Okay. So we had that news. Uh, Google, Google's cracking down on hybrid workers. Yeah, this has been an ongoing debate. You know, during the COVID shutdown, a lot of companies had their workers working from home full time. Then what happened is uh, when things reopened, a lot of companies tried to get the workers to come back full time, five days a week, and they had a big rebellions. Um, I, I know over at Goldman Sachs, the big Wall Street brokerage firm, they just flat out told their workers, you have to come in on this certain Monday, and less than half of them did. And the company could not afford to just let them all go. So a lot of companies have now gravitated towards more to hybrid. Okay, come in three days a week, two or three days a week, work from home. Well, what um, Google's doing, they're cracking down on some people, I guess, are not showing up as much as they should be. So Google has announced they're going to start check, doing badge checks now, running software programs. Are people bad? How many days a week are they badging in? Uh, they're going to be looking at other ways to measure if people are there. And they said it's going to be part of their annual reviews, attendance requirements. So, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Okay, we had that news today. Uh, Got a few more things going on. Uh, yeah, Carvana. I'll call it Carvana. Yeah, uh, they're the, they sell used cars online. You know, some of you may know more how this works. But my understanding is you go online, you search all these cars. Like, I think they said they had 25,000 available. They certify the cars are in good condition. And then what happens, you buy it online. They have ways to get financing. And then I guess they deliver it. They deliver it to you. So you get it delivered. Uh, if you're in, I think, 31 states, I was reading, it's free delivery. Or they can deliver it to one of those big towers. I know I've seen one here in Central Florida. I don't know if you guys have any where you are. It's a big, long, tall tower, all these cars in it. And I guess you just show up and your car's waiting for you there. So anyway, but they're, uh, yeah, they released strong earnings report today. And they said the next quarter, the uh, rest of the year is looking good for them. 
So this might be one to keep an eye on. It's not a super high-priced stock. Uh, symbols um, CVNA, Charlie, Victor, Nancy, Apple, CVNA for Carvana. And the stock today closed at $24.27 a share, up $8.74. That's up 56.3%. So, yeah, there could be still some opportunities there. So keep an eye on out for that one. So we had Carvana. All right. So what else we got today? Uh, then we'll talk about zero coupon bonds. Yeah, I did see, um, I saw this come out today, The uh, about we might be in a, moving into a K-shaped economy. I haven't heard that term in many years. It's like the letter K, like Kellogg. What a K-shaped economy is means it's splitting now into different sectors based on consumer income brackets. Uh, and what it seems to be happening is that with the higher inflation, those in the lower or middle income categories seem to be cutting back on purchases in retail stores. A lot of retailers are announcing decline in sales. There's obviously money can only go so far. If you have to spend more on food, gas, and everything else, might be less stuff at retail stores. But then those are in the upper middle income, the higher income brackets seem to be going gangbusters, spending money on vacations and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I know what's going on here in Florida. Florida, I live here in Florida, uh, we're just reporting record tourism numbers. They've never seen it so good. I know Disney World uh, is just reporting just record numbers. And I know here in Orlando, there's been, there's been meetings almost every day now. People are proposing to the various government officials, they want a cut of these um, tourism tax dollars that are just rolling in. Apparently, they got more, um, the government's getting more money they know what to do with because uh, there's all these tourism tax uh, taxes, tourists play, uh, pay on different things. So anyway, so that's called a K-shaped economy. Haven't, again, I haven't heard that term in many, many years, but all right, so if you hear about that, that's what's going on there. Okay, see if we got anything else here. Oh, yeah, I got asked about this company called Commonwealth Fusion, two words. Apparently, they've raised $2 billion. This is a company, I guess they're working on fusion reactors that could supposedly produce unlimited energy with the, you know, fusing together of atoms versus fission, which is splitting them. Uh, it is a private company, so uh, no, no stocks to trade on that, but... Uh, if they're getting two billion dollars, uh, this could company could go public in the future. So uh, I guess they're a little bit ahead of the game on everybody else and what they've got. So got that news also. Okay, see if we got anything else, and then we will talk about zero coupon bonds. Oh yeah, Warner Warner Brothers Discovery. Yeah, that stock's been up uh, last couple of days. CNN fired their head person, and the stock was up. I think it was like 6% on that news yesterday. I'm sure that didn't do much for his ego. But uh, anyway, and then today, uh, they were up 7% earlier. Um, let's see. Yeah, yeah, they were up 6.86%. So yeah, keep an eye on it. It's another fairly low-priced stock. WBD, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, William Boyd David. So Keep an eye out for that one. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got. I guess that's about it. Yeah, okay. So zero coupon bonds. Last time, I, I, what I talked about, what they are, coupons are interest payments on bonds. Uh, and what I mentioned, these are bonds uh, like a loan to the U.S. government. It pays you no interest at all. So no coupon, zero coupon. But you simply get more money back on a future date. 
So last time we looked up a 20-year zero-coupon treasury bond, and I found it was uh, for a $1,000 bond, it was $465. This is 20-year maturity. So the idea is you buy it for $465, and then in 20 years, you get $1,000 back. Okay, and, and you know, easy, well and good. But I mentioned this is an old trading strategy we had back in the 80s, uh, late 70s and into the 80s. The idea is what you could conceivably do is if you have $1,000 you want to invest for 20 years, say, and, and it could be any maturity, I just picked 20 years. Um, okay, you, you buy a zero-coupon bond for $465. Uh, you have a U.S. government guarantee you're going to get your $1,000 back, so do no worse than break even. And then what you do is you take the other $535 and put it in the stock market, Uh or cryptocurrencies, whatever you want to invest in. So the idea is that, let's say with the stock market, you have a way to invest in the stock market, maybe a standard and poor's 500 index mutual fund, which I'll cover mutual funds. After I'm done with all the section on bonds, I'll go to mutual funds next. But anyway, all right, so here's the thing. You can invest in the stock market. Hopefully that $535 would grow over time. And then what would happen, though, is conceivably, if all those stocks went to zero, um, and, and the S&P 500, by the way, th th those stocks are 70% of the whole U.S. stock market. Uh, you're investing in Apple, Walmart, and all those kind of companies. But anyway, so they're not going to go out of all go out of business. But say they did, and uh, that whole thing went to zero, well, you'd do no worse than break even. All right, so easy enough. All right, so... Um, What's the downside to this? Well, there's a few. Uh, here's number one. Uh, I mentioned last time, even though you're not earning any interest each year on this, the IRS does require that you put down as if you are. In other words, you don't report the whole $535 gain at the end. You have to report as if you're earning interest each year as, as the thing begins to go up in value over time. Closer it gets to maturity, the more value, higher the um, uh, value of the uh, price is. Okay, so you got to you got to report it, but you got no income coming in. So you got to pay tax on income you're not actually currently seeing. So that that's one major disadvantage. Now, if you put this in a retirement account, though, where you're not paying tax on current earnings, then yeah, it could work real well there. So, anyways, that's but that's one disadvantage. A second disadvantage I mentioned last time is because it's not paying interest, it, it, it's much more volatile than a regular bond that is volatility is cushioned somewhat by the interest payments. So that's a second consideration. Uh, but the third one, which I didn't cover last time, is your overall return. All right. So that zero coupon bond that you buy for $465 worth 1,020 years, that works out to an annualized 3.8% return. That, that's what it grows, uh, rate of growth. All right. The stock market, the S&P 500 as an example, that has a long-term return of 11%, and it's up 11% just year to date. We're only in early June. Okay, uh, right, so here's the thing. If you invested all your money in an S&P 500 index mutual fund and it continued to perform like the long-term averages, which is not a guarantee, you'd earn 11% a year on your money, okay? However, if you've got part of that money in a zero coupon bond, it's going to be a much lower rate of return. So here's how, to, here's how quickly how the math works, and I'll wrap things up here in just a minute or two. 
All right, $465 of your 1,000 is earning 3.8%. So the way you do it, it's 0. 0.465, 46.5% of your money, 0. 0.465 times 3.8, okay, return. That works at the 1.767, okay? Then you take the other 53.5% of your money, $535 of 1,000, multiply that times 11, and that comes out to, hold on here, 5.885%. Okay, you add them up. Let's see if I can do this quickly in my head. There we are, 7.652%. So about 7.7%. So you're getting 7.7% on your money versus 11. However, you also have much lower risk. Uh, you can also do zero coupon bonds, with uh, municipal bonds. Now I'll talk about municipal bonds uh, coming up in probably another couple of weeks or so. Uh, those are loans to city or state governments. Uh, the interest on those is actually... Uh, exempt from federal income taxes, and it's the same situation with the zero coupon bonds. So, uh, matter of fact, I'll talk a little bit more about that as we get to municipal bonds. But anyway, you do these with corporates also, but the one thing I wanna mention as I wrap it up with zero coupon bonds, yeah, you can't buy these, the treasury ones, you can't buy them directly from the treasury. You have to buy them through brokerage firms. So I think most brokerage firms probably offer them. Uh, you could probably, you could check which are brokerage firm, but yeah, they're usually not too hard to find or go on their website. So that gives you an idea, hopefully, how zero coupon bonds work. And it is a strategy that can work. Um, anyway, uh, lower return, but lower risk. Okay, so next time I'm gonna talk about government agency bonds. These have the implied backing of the US government, but not the guaranteed backing. These are what are nicknamed Fannie Mae's, uh, Ginny Mays and so forth. But we'll talk about those on the next session. Anyway, hope everyone's doing well again. Bill Thompson, T-Bill, and I will talk to you again soon. Take care. See ya.